I, good ideas are not hard to come by. Um, executing them is. Welcome to another episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. My name is Landon. Today we have two sponsors. Our first sponsor is Il Primo Espresso Cafe. Il Primo is the oldest coffee shop in Wichita and one of the best. Stop by today to get your caffeine of choice or even some breakfast foods. Our next sponsor is Medi's Mediterranean Grill. Medi's is one of my favorite restaurants in town and there aren't many places you can get this quality of food that quickly. Go check out Medi's today and try out their hummus. Today's guest is Joey Nallen. Joey is the founder and CEO of Agent Inc., an esports apparel company. We talked about his unconventional path to entrepreneurship. He tells me about his struggles, his successes, and even how he cured his back pain. Enjoy my conversation with Joey Nallen. Alrighty, I'm here with Joey Nallen. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Can you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I am the uh, founder and uh, CEO of Agent Inc. Apparel. So. That is uh, an esports apparel design and printing company here in Kansas, uh, but we work on a global scale, um, providing uh, custom esports jerseys, t-shirts, hats, hoodies, things like that to uh, partners across the world. A um, couple notable ones would be WSU uh, uh, esports program, uh, McMurray, and uh, we recently partnered with Trevor May, a professional baseball player and uh, active streamer on Twitch. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I have some notes to get into all of that, uh, the Trevor May stuff and everything. So um, awesome, just real awesome. quick, you, did you grow up around here? Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised in Wichita, Kansas. Perfect. And then Wichita state, right? Wichita state grad. Did you graduate? I'm not, I'm okay. not actually. That's, no. uh, that's where it kind of takes a, a left turn. Yeah. I, tell uh, me the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, right out of high school, actually, um, I decided to kind of take a step back. Um, mm-hmm. I had been doing a lot of uh, freelance graphic design work and a lot of gaming um, my entire uh, high school, middle school, okay. elementary school uh, years. And just real I quick, just what a, type of what type of graphic design? I mean, as a high schooler, what graphic design were you doing? Um, so it started out just uh, logos and uh, like social media um, okay. yeah. graphics, like Twitter, Facebook, uh, sure. YouTube headers, things like that. Um, all for my own personal esports teams. Awesome. So uh, that's how it all got started. I wasn't like, I want to be a graphic designer. Uh, it was just, I was playing video games. I yeah. was the leader of a team. We had no money. So, I mean, I was young. So uh, mm-hmm. I was just like, I got to create some graphics, I guess, you know, right. how do I do this. And so I downloaded Photoshop uh, and just YouTube taught myself. And turns out I actually kind of have a knack for it. Yeah. Um, so then for like the next probably four or five years throughout high school, really, um, I started doing graphic design for my own esports team, but also, uh, other teams in the industry. Um, and I just, I, I got really comfortable with working for myself and doing things that made me happy, not necessarily, uh, provided me a ton of financial gain right away, but just, uh, you know, was something that I enjoyed. And from that point forward, uh, 
I didn't really know exactly what my direction would be out of high school. Cause it's sure. like, I don't really want to work as a graphic designer at a firm. Like that's not what right. I'm doing. And I definitely was like a horrible student. You know, I wouldn't show <laughs> yeah. up to school or anything like that. Um, I was pretty bad. Um, and so I just, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. So I took a year, um, which is like the, like, how dare you take a year? Right, like you know, right. it's going to turn into five or always 10 does. or never. Oh, yeah. It always does. It always does. And uh, I always, I heard that and I was like, well, it's, I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, but I'm not just going to like take a year off to eat potato chips at right. mom, mom and dad's house. You know, uh, I'm going to take a year off to like either travel or create a business or at least figure out what the heck I'm going to do sure. in college next year. Yeah. Uh, financially, I just wasn't ready to take that that dead on and not know what that yeah. investment was. You know, if you're going to put a hundred thousand dollars into something, I'd hope you'd know a little bit about what, Absolutely. what the return was going to be. You know? Yeah. So I, uh, I took that year and it, it did not lead to a ton of traveling <laughs> or a ton of, uh, of, uh, accomplishments right away. It actually did exactly what people warned me, you know, something happens and then you end up getting derailed and at some point you're either playing video games or watching TV or sure. just like dealing with something. I actually ended up having like crazy back pain. Uh, it was like uh, sciatic nerve pain that like, oh, yeah. was super debilitating. And so I never ended up going on the trips that I had planned or anything like that. Right. Well, uh, during that period of time, um, trying to heal my back and everything, I continued my graphic design uh, through, through that, just freelance and creating content on YouTube. Um, a lot of like, uh, tutorials on YouTube on how to do certain things. Okay. Cool. It actually got some pretty good hits. Um, and that led me to think, okay, so this is maybe something like content creation or at least like graphic design in the esports community to some degree. Sure. That seems to be take like, uh, people are taking notice. Mm -hmm. And I then, um, uh, entered a esports apparel contest for a professional esports team. Okay. And uh, that is when uh, things started to change. So I entered that contest randomly and I ended up winning it. Wow. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. You know? Oh yeah. Um, never designed apparel before, but. Uh, was it like a jersey? What was it? It was a jersey. Yeah. yeah. So I, there was several options like t-shirts, hoodies, hats. I went for right. the jersey. I don't know why, but I did. And uh, it ended up working out. And uh, so then, uh, you know, the ideal story would be right then and there. I created a, a apparel company and it right. went wild, wildly successful. But that's actually not what happened. Uh, for the next year, I still was like struggling with that back pain and everything. And just kind of playing with different online businesses, random yeah. things, you know, uh, drop shipping stores. Um, at one point, uh, I was selling electric uh, longboards, you know, like I was doing all sorts yeah. of weird things. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and then uh, I got to this like breaking point of living at home and just like not doing enough and right. not succeeding enough. And I was like, okay. I've got to put some pressure on somehow, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that is when I, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I'm going to move out because I don't think this is healthy for me anymore. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm, there's not enough pressure to, to do something like mm -hmm. actually succeed. And so I had like a thousand dollars in my bank account. 
uh, went and like got approved for a lease. I don't even know how, um, <laughs> and moved out with my girlfriend with like a thousand dollars. And I told her I will get a job if I have to, but right. give me, I have a thousand dollars. We put the down payment. We've got like two months here. Give me two <laughs> months to see if I can make something. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I, I swear I will. And so that is when I, I, I had like a, a real sit down moment with myself. And I was like, man, what am I going to do yeah. to actually pay this rent? Because I mean, like, I, I'm a very particular person. There's a reason I didn't go to school or go to college. Yeah. You know, right. I didn't show up to school a lot. Uh, I'm just have difficult time with certain things like authority or, uh, or, uh, just being too, too confined, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so anyways, uh, at that point I was just writing ideas down on a piece of paper, just as many things as I could think of, but just as, as they came, I would just write things down. Some of them didn't even make sense. And one of them was this, uh, this word combination, um, agent Inc. Okay. And, uh, I didn't really know what that was, but I was like thinking of like what I do, you know, design and like maybe I could create like an agency of some kind to provide people uh, like a design agency, you know, yeah. like in the esports community. But I was like, that's not really nuanced enough. Like there's nothing like cutting edge about that. Yeah. It's just a design agency, you know, people go to Fiverr. So that's when um, I, I started to think like, okay, so what did I, what have I done that's like actually successful that I right. did it? that I didn't really try to do, but just happened, you know, I don't want to force it. And that's when the Jersey contest came back into my mind. Yeah. And so, um, we started out by just providing people Jersey designs. It was a design agency. Agent Inc was providing Jersey designs. Those people would take those Jersey designs and then send them to the manufacturer of their choice. Okay. And so that's how this all got started. I don't remember the initial question no, that, that I'm was, answering right now, but no, that was great. That, was, that is, that is where it came from, man. Wow, that's uh, that is super interesting. So, just take one, story. yeah, one quick step back. Um, did you ever figure out your back pain? Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna good sound to like a kook though. <laughs> I want to hear it. Let's, uh, hear it. Let's go. I would love to share that story actually. So, uh, for for anybody with sciatic nerve pain, I challenge you to think about um, the possibility that it is not just a uh, structural abnormality it may be um more psychologically induced and i know we're getting kooky <laughs> no, already i like, I like but, it i'm uh, excited so here's the thing man it's crazy i went to um i went to a physical therapist mm -hmm. i went to my doctor i got so the first thing i did went to my doctor they gave me steroid shots right um and that didn't help um the first time it actually did a little bit but then i went back did it again, didn't help, up the dose, didn't help. They gave me like two, both sides, didn't help. Um, and then uh, they were like, okay, so you need to go to physical therapy and see if we can do something there. You know, they thought that I had a herniated disc. Sure. It was just pain just shooting down my, my leg. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I had power lifted uh, in high school, mm -hmm. but I never had like a, a notable injury. Right. So, um, okay, I guess that maybe all right, I'll try it. I was right. in like excruciating pain 24 hours a day. So I did the physical therapy for three months. This was right out of high school and it did nothing for me. Um, and so then I went to a, uh, 
a different physical therapist tried a different strategy with like traction pulling. Like they put you on a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. It, it feels sketchy. like a medieval like, torture device. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it, and it's electronic and they leave you in this dark room and it's like, what yeah, if this thing, <laughs> what if this thing just unhinges, you know, like, is this safe? No, but uh, it, it, it was all right, but it didn't help. It actually made things worse. Everything that I was doing would make things worse. And I, would, I was under the impression of, okay, maybe it has to get worse before it gets better, you know? Right, right. So I would push through the pain and try different things, try all the stretches. I would do it at home. I would, I would do almost everything that was possible. I was exploring all options. Yeah. Um, except for painkillers. I would not use painkillers. Sure, uh, yeah. And then... Uh, it got to a point where I remember I was sitting on my bed with my, uh, my girlfriend and I was just in tears. Like I, I'm not like some macho guy necessarily, but I don't cry very often. It's just mm-hmm. a tenant sure. personal tendency. It doesn't happen. And, um, I was crying and that's when I realized like, this is crazy. Like I'm like, I feel like I'm losing my mind over this, you know? Right. And so I booked an appointment with a neurosurgeon, uh, at a, like a neuroscience facility here in town. Yeah. Um, and I got MRIs, x-rays, like, uh, they did these crazy tests, you know, all these different things, um, physical assessments. And they're like, dude, there's nothing. You, we wow. will not operate. Cause I was ready for surgery. I was like, you're going to like operate Fix on it. me. I'm, yeah. I'm losing my mind here. I know that there's like a, there, and this is a sad part. There's a, there's like a, crazy like 10 20 percent success rate with these surgeries um if if not less than that yeah um but uh so a lot of people are doing these surgeries and they're like life altering usually they you're never the same afterwards right um they're back surgeries you know yeah and uh so they're like dude we're not gonna we're not gonna operate on you like this is this is there's no herniated disc there's no abnormalities you're fine your, your spine is perfect. Like everything's good. It's like, okay, so what do I do? Right. You're, you're the doctor. Yeah. Tell me what's wrong. And they, they had nothing for me. They were like, try physical therapy, yoga. I'd already done yoga. I already done physical therapy. Yeah. I did the steroid shots. I'm not going to take opiates, you know, like there, there's nothing else you can do for me. Is that what you're saying? And that's what they were saying. And so that is when, um, I took to the internet. Yeah. And so I got on uh, Reddit. Yeah. And uh, I, I always, <laughs> I've always been a lurker on Reddit. Yeah. You know? Same. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm never like the guy that's like commenting on YouTube videos, Reddit, anything. Right. But this was like my debut. I just went crazy on every like forum, every yeah. subreddit that I right, could. Right. I was just typing up like different versions of my story and uh, posting them, hoping that somebody could relate and explain what the hell was going on. Right. And um, no success. Everybody's saying the same ridiculous things of like, you got to do yoga, you got to stretch. Right. Your, your sciatic nerve is probably caught on something. It's like, is it though? Is it? Because it, the largest bone in the body uh, takes like two months to recuperate on its own without any interference, right. the femur. Uh, so a muscle or nerve, you know, I'm right. sure you've like, I don't know if you've ever got a nerve stuck on your hand or something. Right. Something yeah, yeah. feels weird. Yeah. It works itself out though. You know, yeah. you got a pinched yeah. nerve in your back. It works out. Um, these are, these are soft tissue structures. doesn't make sense. I'm not buying it, but what, what else is there? And so finally, um, 
over the course of like three months, this, the two people on two different forums commented the same thing, telling me to check out this book called Healing Back Pain, The Mind-Body Connection by John Sarno, uh, a, a doctor. Okay. Um, he is iconic to those who know him. Um, he first came about in like the, uh, I think the late seventies or eighties is when he really started to make his appearances. Uh-huh. And, um, he's well known, uh, and well respected by celebrities, um, who have similar, uh, ailments. Uh-huh. Um, one of them to know, uh, I don't know if this is a credible source or not, but, um, Howard Stern, yeah. um, gave a eulogy i think for him because he was oh wow yeah. like he he i think he even claims that he like saved his life or changed sure. his life something like that mm-hmm. anyways he wrote this book um about back pain and the different causes mm-hmm. and what's really going on and it turns out that some people and i'm not saying that all people that have back pain are uh, potentially suffering from a psychosomatic syndrome but there is a large portion and he claims around 70% of back injuries um, and gastrointestinal, uh, gastrointestinal things like IBS syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome. The first thing on the medical uh, document they'll hand you if you go to the hospital for irritable bowel syndrome is uh, psychological. And then it goes through some potential irritation from physical things like hot peppers or whatever. Right. The first thing is psychological stress and repression of emotion, things like that. They don't talk about that much though. So anyways, um, sciatic nerve pain and back pain in general, he's claiming is uh, 70% is due to psychosomatic uh, uh, causes. And what's happening is uh, to just really summarize it. And I don't know if this will make sense without going in depth, but perhaps it will. what he's saying is that the mind is a part of the body, whether you acknowledge that on a day-to-day basis or acknowledge that in your spiritual beliefs or not, the mind is a part of the biological body. Right. And the mind experiences pain in different ways than the physical um, uh, ligament or, uh, you know, like our arms yeah, and yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. We, when we experience stress, it's, it's a pain. You can identify stress or anger or sadness as a pain point in your life, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not so tangible as like if you're, if your foot, if you stub your toe, you know? Right. And so the mind doesn't necessarily know how to handle that type of emotion unless trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as a coping mechanism, it evolved. This is what he claims it has evolved to, um, distract from that pain with a physical pain that you can you can be involved with because right. it's really hard to look at your stress and emotions and repress anger from your childhood right but you can look at your leg and say man my that sciatic nerve god you know like i'll do right. some stretches or something and um it's it's essentially it's tension um, and he calls the syndrome TMS, tension myoneural syndrome, mm-hmm. uh, which is tension muscle syndrome, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically means that the the tension in your mind gets expressed through sure. physical okay. muscles yeah, in your sense. body. Yeah. Makes pretty much a lot of sense if you think about how like if you 
if you're nervous, you might throw up, you know, there's all these right, different yeah, things, absolutely, yeah. psychological things that happen. You know, if you think about spiders, you might feel tingles, yeah. you know, psychosomatic syndromes are real. This is very possible that this is a real thing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm reading, I'm like, man, this is crazy. Um, how does that work though? Why would I feel pain in my leg? And so what happens, what he says is that the, the bot, the mind latches onto a past, uh, injury. Mm. So if you get in a car accident or if you maybe strain your back lifting sure. and then, um, you, your mind attaches like, ah oh, man, when I bend over that hurts. Um, and then eventually that heals, but your mind remembers that, right. that memory, um, in the tissue or whatever, of where that pain was at. Yeah. Cause you're, the pain is coming from your, your nervous system. Anyways, your nervous mm -hmm. system is alerting you that something's wrong. It's not necessarily that the thing that's wrong is causing pain, you know? Right. So your nervous system is reattaching to that pain point and pushing out this emotional into that pain point by restricting wow. yeah, yeah. the blood flow in the tiny vesicles. And so a lot of people describe like their pain is like, a dull, achy, like almost like growing pain feeling yeah. of some kind. And they even say that growing pains might be this um, to some degree uh, for some people. Wow. But yeah. uh, the, the, the growing pains are unexplained. If you talk to a doctor, they don't really know why you feel those pains, you know? Yeah. Um, and, huh. and it's exactly, I've had growing pains growing up. And yeah, same. It, is, it is sciatic nerve pain practically it is what it feels like. Uh, and... So anyways, um, I'm like, okay, so there's science to this. It's not just like woo woo. And so his strategy, uh, for those that may want to try this is to do very little. Actually, the only thing that you really have to do is acknowledge that your physical ailment may not hinder you from actually doing physical activity. So try physical activity. It may hurt, but can you run? Like, can you bend down and tie your shoe? Yeah. I could, I could always, it wasn't stopping me from doing anything. Right. That it's painful. Yeah. Yeah. There's no structural abnormalities found by the doctor. So what the heck's going on? Right. Mm -hmm. So if you acknowledge that and you acknowledge that you need to pay attention to your emotions, you don't have to fix them. You don't have to like go back to your, you know, sixth grade year and face the fact that you like, uh, you know, ripped your pants and that like traumatized you forever. Like you don't have to like figure out like, how do I mend this? But you just acknowledge whatever you're feeling inside. So, he says to write it down, write down whatever's on your mind. If you're, if you're feeling TMS, write down what's on your mind. And, uh, within, I didn't even finish the book. I haven't finished the book cause I didn't need to. Yeah. I, I got two chapters in, in about two weeks of reading this book. Um, very sparsely. It's a short book. Sure. Um, uh, I had completely healed my three year chronic sciatic nerve pain entirely wow. that is incredible i've been completely free of it since except for moments when i get extremely stressed right and i avoid handling it by distraction playing video games eating food going out with friends when i should be taking care of what's going on you know sure. i'll come home and then my leg hurts yeah like, hmm. Hmm. man that's crazy wow. and so i just journal and it goes away am i crazy very quite possible, but <laughs> Hey, if it worked, it works. If it, if it works, it works, man. That's my, that's my methodology. If the neuroscientists that have spent, you know, probably like 10 years studying this and getting degrees, uh, worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and they can't solve it for me. Right. And journaling can, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Wow. That's incredible. Do you have so, to like uh, burn the piece of paper or anything after? 
<laughs> no, that's what I'm saying is you don't have to do anything ridiculous. Just acknowledge what you're feeling. Yeah, it's that's really interesting. Emotion. I definitely thought you were going to go like you went to hypnosis or something like that. Nah, but nah, but this is nah. that's super interesting. I'm gonna I'm definitely going to link the book up um, in the show notes and stuff so people can find that. And hopefully, I mean, I don't hope people have that issue, but hopefully somebody yeah, can learn yeah. from this. And that's yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, I did not think we were going to talk about this. this is awesome. This know, is honestly like the best side story rabbit hole we could have gotten. But <laughs> I know but, I, I do that. <laughs> no, that was great. That's yeah. I, a lot of the times I get stuck kind of going through my questions. So I'm glad yeah, we got yeah. on to like a good tangent. Um, so just to kind of get back on track to this story. So sure. Uh, obviously, you like loved video games growing up. Um, did yeah. you have any clue in high school besides like maybe something with graphic design? Any clue what you wanted to do? No, not really. Um, I knew that I wanted to, I have, I had, I knew I had a problem with authority. My dad is in the sure. military. So <laughs> okay. I, I did not like people telling me what to do. So right. I knew I couldn't do like nine to five. I tried it right. and I knew that I could probably like work on it, but ultimately like my personality just doesn't work for that, uh, very well. Like, uh, it's not nine to five necessarily. It's taking right. from somebody else. Sure. So I initially, uh, my knee jerk reaction was like, okay, so I can't like function in a normal society. So what, like, what does that mean for me? And so I got really hippy dippy and thought like, okay, I'm just going to go like travel the world and like vagabond around right. and do like digital nomad work, you know, sure. like graphic design, yeah. coding. It's like a perfect industry to do that with. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad industry to get into. It's not like, it's not a crazy thing to do. Um, but it's not necessarily like, uh, long-term sustainability you know sure. like, yeah yeah like let's say i did that right out of high school i would have come home maybe i had some money um but most likely scenarios i'd come home back to my parents house right you know that's that's not what i was looking for either you know right. so um i knew that i needed to do something unorthodox to cater to um my personality type yeah and my tendencies and my skill sets yeah but I had, I had no idea what i was going to do at all yeah it's just put things down on paper and try them out, push right. buttons, you know? And you, I mean, you found the perfect combination of your graphic design skills plus video games, esports, and stuff. That's really cool. Um, so what, when did you graduate high school? What year did you graduate? Uh, 2016. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, there was esports around, but even now it's not that big of a thing. So that was, I mean, you got in, I mean, relatively early, I guess you could say. Yeah. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. It was, uh, I didn't realize what I was doing. I mean, I, I maybe say like I was in esports as a kid, but I wasn't in esports. I was in video. I was into video games. Sure. Esports was really, really uh, new when right. I was a kid. Right. And to compete at tournaments was almost unheard of. Like you had to be pro to compete at a tournament. Now, you, right. like you and I could compete at a tournament. Right. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so esports didn't even really exist until, uh, in my mind, until after I had. Uh, won that design contest right i was just playing video games and creating content right uh and then i i accidentally stumbled into it yeah that's as cool a, as a career field yeah. what well, seems like wichita too is kind of on the i don't want to say cutting edge but like we've got a pretty good community around here with the wichita state team um yep. the wichita wolves who i think you work right. with um and yep. then uh i think they just changed your name but it was midwest esports unified esports now or whatever yeah the, yeah yeah, yeah. So I've been to a couple startup grind things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ramsey and those guys, I'm familiar with. Them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. That, I think that's really cool that there's at least a local scene, like you can easily yeah. plug into, but you also mentioned that you were 
like worldwide. So can you talk about a little bit like where you're at us worldwide, that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, worldwide, um, I should really say like we, we favor, we cater to the U S more than anything else. Sure. Um, and, and our focus is really on, uh, the U S <laughs> sector, honestly. Um, when it comes to like universities right. and schools, those are the, those are the major clients we're focusing on. Yeah. Um, so mainly we're working in the United States. However, there are, uh, you know, uh, cases that come up where we can't turn down an, an opportunity to work right. with a certain brand or a certain client. And so um, it's not like on a grand scale. We're not, we don't have like a ton of facilities overseas or anything. Right. We do have one distribution facility over in uh, Latvia. Okay. Um, it's just a print partner. Uh, yeah. It's not like our facility, but so they, they print and ship out for us. Okay. So you that. just tell them, okay, this is the design. This is what the product is. They print it and they ship it from there. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. yeah. So yeah. at that point we're kind of like a middleman, but it yeah. helps to cater to those overseas. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Build clients. your brand too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah how exactly. many uh, universities are you with here in the U S right now? I think we have like six or seven okay. um, working on like an eighth right now. Yeah. Uh, it's been kind of slow going. But at the same time, if you average it out, we started uh, with WSU um, a about this time last year, actually. So yeah. that was our first university. So over the past 12 months, oh, wow. yeah, that's incredible. we're, that's we're almost yeah. one university a month. So sure. yeah, we're, we're getting there. But. I did hear, just going back to the Wichita point, I did just see they approved... I want to say it was like half a million dollars for like yep. five of the high schools yep. here in Wichita, which is pretty cool to build some yeah. computers for esports. Yeah, five hundred thousand uh, dollars going towards the uh, going towards the uh, USD two five nine uh, esports budget. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah, I I'm really excited about that. You know, the the Midwest uh, you wouldn't expect. Well, maybe you would, but uh, a lot of people don't expect this. But uh, the Midwest is actually the uh, centralized hotspot for esports right now wow. in the so you're perfectly States. placed yeah yeah accidentally so i always thought that <laughs> i was at a disadvantage being in wichita kansas but right turns out that the fact that you know a lot of kids and i i don't believe this anymore i actually quite love it wichita i think there's a lot to do here but uh you know growing up you have the tendency you live in wichita kansas everybody hates on kansas oh like, yeah man, I, there's nothing to do in kansas you know right you play video games, you know, right, so maybe exactly. that's why, that, maybe that's why it's a hot spot. Well, people, I mean, I don't know if they think this, but they hope this like that Wichita or at least the Midwest can kind of become the Silicon Prairie. Right. <laughs> and so they, I mean, yeah, like yeah. kind of Austin blew up over the last five or 10 years and they think yeah. that we could be maybe the next spot. Cause it's so affordable yeah. right now. Companies oh, can man. afford to come here. Yeah. Take some risks because there's yeah. low, I mean, there's low consequence when it's that cheap for rent and that kind of thing compared to elsewhere. But yeah, no, it's phenomenal. I, it's almost frustrating because like my whole life I've wanted to get out of Kansas, right. but financially, like economically speaking, it's like the stupidest decision I can make. Like right. it's, I'm at a great advantage right now. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's for sure. It's a, it's a cool place. Yeah. I think it's a good, it, it has a good opportunity to blow up for sure. Yeah. And uh, real quick before I forget, I am rocking some of the merch that uh, you hooked yeah, us up with. So yeah, I got yeah, the hat yeah. and the shirt and hopefully we get some more stuff rolling soon. Yeah. Um, so if you want some Wichita Life gear, um, head to our website and I'll link that up. But um, have you, are you in any other industries? Because ours is kind of probably a, a one-off outside of the esports that you typically do. Do you yeah. do any other industries or any other partners like that? Yeah. Uh, so there, there isn't a ton. Mm -hmm. um, we've worked with bands in the past. 
uh, oh, select yeah. concert concert merch, um, setting up the store so that their their fans can go and purchase it. Sure. Um, and then the only other uh, significant uh, industry would be an accidental uh, step into the uh, professional sports industry with Trevor May. Yeah, which, yeah, talk uh, about that. Which Trevor May, so um, Agent E partnered with Trevor May. Uh, well, we started talking about a year and a half ago, and then we partnered with him back in January, I want to say, um, officially, and like flew, like we, we knew within days, and we like flew straight out to uh, go <laughs> take some pictures of the merchandise that we made for him sure. in Seattle. Um, right before COVID actually oh, hit, yeah. first in Seattle. We oh, were there yeah, like that's a good point. That was the first days wasn't it? before. Yeah, it was crazy because so there's actually two things that happened there. We we got there, uh, took the photos, and left the same weekend. And then a day after we left, there was a shooting, um, which happened like right where we were at downtown, which was insane. Just like just mentally thinking kinda, about like, it. Man, that's yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like we could have been there, you know. Right. And then. Um, I found, find out that Seattle has the first, uh, <laughs> first case of right. COVID in the U S like three days later right. after I hear about the shooting. And then I reflect in Trevor May, I just got back from, uh, a UFC, uh, uh, fight in Vegas, like the uh -huh. night before he was hanging out with uh, a couple of his buddies. And they all got like crazy sick. Oh, he geez, he yeah. had to fight through it to take the photos with us. He showed up like sick as a dog and we didn't know what was going on. He didn't, he's, he's just roughing it. I contemplate if he had it. Dude, I bet he point. did. There's been a lot of people I've talked to that even like, especially in the Midwest that had very similar, if you had them now, they would call it COVID before yeah, yeah. we had it in the u.s or like november december january time yeah yeah that's kind of crazy yeah i, I would I not be was. surprised i bet it was it's, it's, it's kind of spooky uh so you were probably case zero in wichita then you probably brought it back <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what though um i don't know that that well can you get covid twice uh, I don't think they know yet. I think they thought you couldn't because you build up the antibodies, but I don't think they've ever like officially determined. Okay. That. Because I, I had COVID about a month ago. <laughs> Did you really? You okay. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're running out of time. Do you have a, a hard uh, stop? I got, I got a few more minutes. We're good. We're good. Um, so to finish the Trevor May story, um, basically to start that, to back up just a little bit, we just yeah. sent him out some Jersey designs and we were like, Hey, um, you wore this crazy funky floral shirt to this uh, roast of um it was tim the tap man uh, an iconic okay. streamer okay and uh and he got a bunch of flack for wearing this like floral shirt with like flamingos and leopards on it yeah and so we uh we designed a jersey a baseball jersey uh, with that print on it with yeah his, i saw that yeah his uh, kind of a merge between his professional baseball career and his streamer career right um and he he loved it like right off the bat and so uh we ended up doing a limited re uh, release of that that jersey and a mouse pad with the matching design nice and uh that went really well actually now we're uh, we're actually rolling the apparel out we've been rolling it out for about the past month uh, we brought the jerseys and yeah. a hat back to the store so those are okay, available cool. for purchase nice. uh right now and hopefully we can uh 
we're working on talking uh, long-term with him as well, getting an Very actual cool. official contract in place. Did you reach out to him first or did he come to you guys first? Yeah, I just, I, I was like, man, we got to find somebody that yeah. that's doing something in the industry and get them some gear out, you know? Yeah. So I picked somebody, Trevor seemed like he was up and coming and sure. I made those designs and just sent them to him. Yeah. I was like, Hey, what do you think of this? And so it was, I That's initially awesome. reached out to him. Nice. Very cool. Uh, how big of this, I don't watch a whole lot of Twitch, but how, uh, how big of a streamer is he? Uh, so he has like, um, he just hit 1 million views on YouTube. Oh, nice. Um, on Twitch. I don't know what his total is, but I know that he averages somewhere between 60 to like 400 viewers per stream. Yeah. Nice. I'll jump in. It's like 300 some days. Some yeah. days it's 70. Sure, sure. It depends. Very cool. But yeah. Awesome. So he's, he's pretty large streamer. He's grown yeah. very rapidly. That's awesome. I am Trevor May on Twitter. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to look him up, give him a follow. Um, but it's kind of cool because he's kind of in like a, a real industry as like a professional athlete, yeah. but also, so that's like a perfect crossover for you. And it's also just oh, for yeah. esports in general and like streaming yeah. is big time. So it's huge. It's huge. It's the perfect way to add credibility for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, do you have anything else with Agent Inc.? And then I just have a handful of kind of off the wall yeah. questions. Um, with Agent Inc., uh, I don't think so. Not, not off the top of my head. No, that was a, I, I love yeah. the story. I, I mean, I, like, I, I mean, even just the college question, I had no idea what your story was. So I'm glad we could sit down and talk about it. It was cool. Oh yeah. yeah inspire yeah, people and tell them there's not just one way to do things. So yeah, there's definitely not. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. first up, uh, what is something that you often recommend to people? It can be a book. Well, besides the back book, uh, besides uh, <laughs> a book, yeah. podcasts, anything yeah. like that, TV uh, shows, movies. Uh, something that I often recommend to people. Uh, I really love, um, I find uh, Gary Vaynerchuk to yep. be quite inspirational. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan is a big inspiration as well of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, extremely successful uh, yeah. in the podcast industry, I'm sure you. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then um, probably lastly is, uh, I've said this before. It's not, it's super cliche. It's not anything you haven't heard before, but, uh, every there, I, good ideas are not hard to come by. Um, executing them is, you know, right. um, it's very difficult to find the, the courage, the discipline, the energy on a day-to-day -day basis to execute on a good idea. You know, um, there's plenty of ideas that people come up with on a day-to-day -day basis that end up or are already million dollar ideas, mm -hmm. you know, they're not hard to come by. Everybody sure. has good ideas. They yeah. just don't make excuses. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Also, I'll pull a kind of a Joe Rogan or a Tim Ferriss. A lot of times they have guests on with interesting story, but have you ever thought about making a podcast? I have. Um, I just don't want to be that guy that like thinks that he adds value to the world. I was just talking about sure. this with my girlfriend. <laughs> hey, I don't uh, think that just for the record, <laughs> I feel like I can bring people on like you that can give value to the world. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, I think you're doing a great job. Um, you have like a perfect foothold in the community. You have something like, I guess if I created a podcast, I would want to have some sort of like legitimacy to it. You know, like you sure. have like, like you built Wichita life. You have this awesome community of, of people and uh, you're doing something that's actually relevant that nobody else sure. is doing here in Wichita. I don't want to be another guy talking about like esports startups or startups, sure. you know, like I would hate to just be uh, talking to myself 
for like hours right which, I don't know if that's the worst thing. No, you could I mean, also could bring people. Positive, you could bring people on, whether it's esports. I mean, streamers, and I mean, like a Trevor May or somebody like that. It could, yeah, could be interesting. Yeah. Give us some thought. Yeah. It could be cool. Uh, okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> um, next question is: What's your favorite failure in any aspect of your life? I guess you touched on some stuff, but what's yeah. your favorite failure? <laughs> uh, God, um, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's my favorite? Uh, probably would have to be uh, my favorite fa failure would probably be as ridiculous as it sounds, uh, not showing up to school every day. Yeah. Uh, it was everybody moves at different paces in sure. life, and uh, and I wasn't ready for for that uh, commitment for that experience. Right. So we, I had things in my own life, you know, but also just, um, I didn't understand the value that was being provided to me. Now I do. It's an incredible right. experience. What a right. brilliant opportunity. I should have paid attention, should have been there. But, uh, that, that missing school has led me down a path that further, uh, I would say enhances my character as, uh, what I would consider. I don't think I'm some unicorn or anything, but I do consider myself to be uh, a bit alternative in my method of an approach to life. Um, so without that, um, that time out of school to explore, sure. to create online, you know, cause I wasn't just sitting there at home. I was right, creating right. things. Uh, it was a failure to not go to school and not to get that uh, full educational experience, but sure. uh, it led to some positive things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Are you still active before I forget too? Are you still active on that YouTube channel you did like through high school and stuff like that? <laughs> no, no, I, I ha I'm not. I've been thinking about getting back into content creating, but yeah. uh, no, I'm not. But you can find it. Um, if you type in like noble designs or something like that, I think you'll find okay. them. Cool. Find I'll, it. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is your definition of success? Mm. Oh man. I have such a loaded definition of success. <laughs> My uh, knee-jerk reaction is uh, wealth and abundance um, in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been uh, lower middle class my entire life, which in, in a sense is a privilege, you know. Yeah. Uh, but to me, growing up in a community that was primarily not lower middle class, um, I felt a little bit uh, uh, disenfranchised or disparaged or something like that. Um, which is hilarious compared to some people uh, right. out there. But uh, uh, that, wow, I just lost my train of thought. What was the, what was the question? Uh, definition of success. Definition of success. So um, with that being said, I get a little hungry sometimes um, for financial success. Mm -hmm. um, so I think my definition of success would be to reach that uh, healthy point of sustainability and mm -hmm. comfortability yeah. uh, where you can, uh, where your time is, uh, is spent on what you want to do. Yeah. So the majority of your time, uh, is spent on, uh, initiations versus reactions. So yeah, I don't right. want to be checking emails all day and reacting. I want to be initiating conversations and deciding I'm going to buy this book and read it, you know, or I'm going right. to go take this class on this. So uh, if I can reach that point in life where I have enough time to just do the things that I want to do and further myself, almost like a Tim Ferriss yeah. uh, lifestyle, you yeah, know, yeah. 
he he's wearing weird headbands, taking vitamins, you whatever know, he wants to do, saunas, yeah. whatever he wants to do. That's success to me. It's not like the infinity pool on, you know, uh, in the Valley or something, you know, right. but, uh, yeah. A, a point where I can do what I want to do. Sure. Being financially independent where you can, yeah. Explore whatever you want to explore. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, what's a habit that you've developed over the past few years that's most improved your life? Ooh, uh, habit that I've developed over the past couple of years. Uh, by the way, I'm on like, I think I've been up for the past 24 hours. <laughs> you're doing great. So I apologize. I, honestly, I'm, I cannot little, tell you're doing fantastic. I'm, this I'm is dull. a great interview. I'm dull today, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. But I'm, I'm having a hard time uh, processing things quickly. <laughs> um, ask me the question again. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, no problem. What is a habit that you've developed over the past few years that's most improved your life? <laughs> uh, probably, I actually have some written up here on my whiteboard. <laughs> I have a self-improvement uh, yeah. area on my whiteboard. Um, I would say uh, self-awareness probably yeah. okay. is my biggest thing. So um, I have a tendency to um, get lost in conversation, uh, get lost in ideas. As you probably noticed by now <laughs> this podcast, I, I can go on tangents. Um, so over the past couple of years, I've been working on I, I was way worse. I was way worse <laughs> before. Um, kind of tightening up the corset of my mind and, and okay. paying attention to what I'm saying, uh, what what I'm doing, and 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 the rationalization. Is this a backwards rationalization? Right. Uh, is this logical? You know, like logic is a logic. That would be my answer. Okay. Like applying logic and and denouncing logical fallacies that I am paying into okay. throughout a day to day basis. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Um, so there's a couple more that are just kind of Wichita based. What is your favorite part of Wichita or like a hidden gem? So some people say maybe like a hole in the wall restaurant or something like that. Yes. What's your favorite? Yes. Thai tradition. Thai okay. tradi yeah. tradition. Yeah. It's on uh, carriage parkway. Yeah. Uh, yep. Central and carriage parkway. It is <laughs> the best pad thai I've ever had. Okay. And I've tried a lot of pad thai. It's the best I've ever had. Um, you gotta get you gotta get uh, grandma's uh, or I think it's yeah grandma's uh, the chef that makes the best. Okay, um, it's literally the grandma and the family that makes it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, she makes the best pad thai in the world. That would be my recommendation. Okay, I actually haven't yeah. been there, but we live pretty close in that area of town. Yeah, and so uh, Cafe Asia is not too okay, far, yeah. and that's yeah. my favorite right now. So I'll have to try Thai traditions. You gotta try it. Yeah, you gotta try it, man. It's affordable. The customers' service there is amazing. I will the do food that soon. Is phenomenal. Okay, I'm, that's definitely on the list. <laughs> um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't, or what would you improve about Wichita? Hmm. Wichita is pretty good. It's hard. To, that's a hard question because Wichita has a lot of the things that I would say. Even like if I, there's a lot of things that I didn't know Wichita had. Right. I'll go look it up. And it's like, oh my god, they have that. Right. One thing they don't have yet, indoor skydiving. Okay. Get yeah. it. Which they have in KC, so skydiving. yeah. Yeah. I don't want to drive. I don't want right. to drive to KC. Put it here. Yeah. And and I will pay $60 a day for the rest of my life to do that. <laughs> They're going to hold you to that. If they come. <laughs> it's on the record now. <laughs> oh, God. No, I don't have that type of kind of money, that, that kind of money yet, but uh, someday maybe. Maybe I, like, I open I like the, the indoor yet. skydiving franchise. There you here. go. 
there we go. Why not? <laughs> All right. Last question, man. What does Wichita yeah. mean to you? Oh man, it's home. It's roots. I wanted to get away from it for so long, but now it's, uh, it, it's my roots. It's, uh, it's, it's headquarters, you know, like it doesn't matter whether I'm living in California or Hawaii or Texas or, you know, Thailand. I think at any point in time, home base is always going to be in Kansas. It might be a shack somewhere here, but I'm going to have something here. Sure. You know, so it's home. Yeah. It's home, man. Awesome. I love that. This was a lot of fun. I've been meaning to have you on for a while. So where can people find you or Agent Inc. on social media and that kind of yeah. thing? Uh, so Agent Inc. on social media is at Agent Inc. on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, it's at Agent Inc. Apparel. Okay. Uh, quick note, that is I-N-K, not I-N-C. A lot of people yeah. think it's yeah, I-N-C. There we go. And I'll link I-N-K. everything up too. So Awesome. Uh, for my personal Twitter, uh, you're going to want to go to at Joey underscore Nowlin on okay. Twitter. Uh, and uh, on Instagram, it's actually at Joey Nowlin underscore. Perfect. Somebody took my name. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, those are my handles. Perfect. I'll link everything up. Man, I really appreciate it. This is a fun conversation. So uh, we'll touch base and hopefully we can get some more apparel and gear rolling too. So That sounds amazing. Love See to. You, Joey. Love to. Thank Thanks, you so much. Man. See you later. Peace. Thank you again to everyone that listened to this episode of the Wichita Live podcast. If you enjoyed, please rate and review our podcast on whatever app you use. If you have any recommendations, please reach out at wichitalifeict at gmail.com. Thanks again.